There has a, there's been a lot going on the past few weeks, especially politically and on a national scale. This caps off a year where we had unprecedented trials. I know that fear, anxiety, and anger have been very high. There are new people every day who talk about these events. These events and the media coverage of these events threatens to consume us more and more each day. However, a simple realization can help us once again center ourselves and focus on the things we can actually affect. No matter how large and impactful recent political events may be in the world and to our minds, the simple truth is that there's not much we can do about it. This one thing is true. You and I are called to live holiness right now. This is the one focus on which our eternal life really hinges. On Judgment Day, we will not be held responsible for what we did to impact national events we have no control over. On the contrary, we will be evaluated on our holiness and how we have lived our lives and our particular vocations. For the vast majority, this depends on how you lived holiness in work or school, as a spouse and a father or mother, or the single life. If something comes up and it pertains to our holiness, it should be a focus and we should address it. If something comes up and it does not pertain to how we live holiness now, then we should not let it have any quarter to affect our time, our emotions, and our lives. Even if we are asked to take action in the future, that discernment depends on how we choose to live holy lives now or if we fail to live up to our calling to be holy, to be saints. This brings us to two key aspects of holiness for wherever we are in life. The first is avoiding sin. The second is prayer. St. Paul, in his first letter to the Corinthians, does an excellent job focusing our attention on particular sins that compromise our holiness. Sins of the flesh are the particular focus at this stage in his letter. The Greek word used for immorality specifically donates, denotes sins against holy purity. Because of the gravity of sins of the flesh, they compromise the very life of the spirit within us. To commit such sin leaves us devoid of being temples of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, step one for holiness is to actively fight against such sins of impurity, whether they be in thought, word, or deed. For married couples, this takes on a special importance in the openness to life and not employing artificial means to prevent life from coming about. Man and woman's capacity to bring about life is an essential gift given to us by the Creator, allowing us to be co-creators with Him. If there are struggles with sins in this area, resolve to try to never sin again. Go to confession as often as you need it and put concrete resolutions in place to preserve your body as a temple of the Holy Spirit and to glorify God in your body. The second key to holiness is prayer. 
Now, for those who are married, the call to pray becomes even more important. It is precisely because the demands of work and family life are so great that prayer is even more important. Far from work or family life being a reason to not pray, these become the very reasons why prayer is indispensable. A great spiritual author once wrote, to try to gain efficiency by reducing the time or the interest for prayer is even more foolish than to try to get more manual work done by leaving out dinner. All the learning, all the eloquence, all the labor in the world cannot convert a single soul unless someone's prayers and sufferings are drawing down the necessary grace. Without prayer, we cannot fulfill our mission to sanctify our souls and those entrusted to us, no matter how much time and how much good we seem to do. I recall the story of a friend who spoke to his local priest. He had members of his parish, young men, visiting the seminary. He had to give a talk and a tour and was hoping that some of them would one day join the ranks of the priesthood. The priest merely said, Have you been praying and sacrificing? Uh, no, he replied. Then no one will come, the priest answered. You will give a great talk. They will have a great time, but no one will come because you haven't been sacrificing. This is the true reality of the spiritual life. All our work, all our activities, if they are not rooted in prayer, are ultimately ineffective. They are like a noisy gong or a clashing cymbal, as St. Paul says. We may do great work, but unless we are rooted in prayer, that work will never have an eternal effect on a soul and draw them to Christ. Look at the power of the encounter that Andrew had with the Lord in the gospel. He simply asked Jesus, where are you abiding? I changed the translation because it reflects more accurately the Greek word. Where are you abiding? Jesus answers, come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was abiding and they abode with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. It was about four in the afternoon. When was the last time you had an encounter with Jesus that made you recall exactly when and where you were when you had that encounter? You were so deeply affected by that prayer and that encounter with Jesus that you knew the location and the time down to the hour. That's the power of prayer. We've heard it said 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Well, I say 15 minutes of prayer could save 100% of your life. The same word used in the gospel for abide is the same word used in chapter 15 of the same gospel. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. If a man does not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. To abide in Christ is to be united to him in prayer, especially the Eucharist. 
It is what allows us to become holy, to lead others to holiness, and to make Christ's love, his heart, and his will our own. I challenge each of you then to spend 15 minutes in prayer with God a day, and at least one period of 15 minutes of prayer with him in front of the Eucharist a week. With so much going on in the world, we must once again focus on the most important things, the things that pertain to holiness, yours and mine, the things that pertain to our judgment day. Shun the immorality of the flesh and abide in Christ. There is nothing more important.